What's up, everybody? It's your girl, J-Ray the Fanatic. It's New Year's Eve for us here in the CNMI. It's uh, New Year's Eve Eve for you guys there in the mainland. But I am really excited because I have a good friend and a fellow sports journalist joining me right now. It's DJ Bland. He works for USA Today Sports Media Group. Is that right? Yes. I got it right, y'all. I got it right. And you are where are you based out of right now? I'm based out of uh, Northwest Florida. Oh wow! Um, just just about forty five minutes west of Pensacola, Florida. Pensacola. Yeah, that's where that's where the uh, the Dallas Cowboy great Emmitt Smith is from. I knew that, but he got out. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't come back here much anymore. But yeah, there are people there. Yeah, there are people there. It's not the best looking city, but uh, yeah, there's people there. Well, I am on an island right now, so clearly I cannot judge. It's beautiful here, but, you know, there are some drawbacks, you know, like the internet. But, you know, it's still beautiful here. But um, So how's your football season going as a Washington fan? How you feeling? (laughs) Uh, It's it's been interesting um, to watch 18-plus guys go down as far as injuries go. I think it's been one of the most bizarre uh, seasons for any fan. And I know a lot of teams have dealt with a lot of injuries, but I mean, you know, just some of the ways that these guys have gotten injured, it's just like, they have really been bitten by the injury bug. Right. It's, it's bad. Yeah. It's really bad. And cause you guys have how many on injured reserve now? I think it's like 12, right? 12 of your starters. Is that right? Uh, it is 12 starter team that just recently they brought a guy in uh, uh, and got him off, brought him off the practice squad only for him to break his hand, uh, picking up a ball, filling a kickoff during practice. Oh, come on. So that tells you how your season's going. So I'm not a superstitious person, but maybe this is a sign that it's time to change the name. <laughs> I feel I knew like you're going to go. There. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it might be, it might be time, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. It might be something to that. I'm I'm just saying. It might be something to that. (laughs) Never know. All right. So we have one more, one more set of rounds of games to play. That happens on the first for us. It'll be on the 31st for you guys. Um, So pretty much everyone's sealed up except for a few teams. Um, Obviously uh, we've got the Panthers, uh, the Saints, and then, obviously, uh, the Steelers are looking to hopefully steal their uh, first-round position and home field advantage. What are your thoughts on um, going into Week 17 in the NFL? Uh, it's, this is probably one of the most uh, interesting um, football seasons we have. And I know we say every year the playoffs are going to be great, but I think this year, if, if, you can, if Atlanta doesn't make it, you have six new teams that were not there last year in the NFC alone. Um, and that's pretty incredible. Uh, you look at teams like Jacksonville, uh, Tennessee Titans that are there. Uh, who would have, who would have ever thought that the Carolina Panthers would be eleven and four? And, and when you think about them, you're like, well, you, you can't really believe that they're there. But when you look at their record, they're eleven and four. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's incredible. They and they have the potential to be twelve and four if they can beat the Falcons. So mm-hmm. um, that's that's it's been an interesting season, but a really good one. Shows uh, a lot of parity. Um, that the league has been trying to get for several years, and that stuff is starting to uh, come around a bit. But I also think it helps that uh, we're starting to get back to the good old days where quarterbacks aren't going to be starting uh, 
right out the gates every time. Right. Uh, guys are going to have to start sitting. And if you look at college football, um, there's not the, there's not that elite quarterback that's going to come in and change your franchise mm-hmm. day one. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think about, I mean, because you mentioned um, the Panthers. I feel like the Panthers have kind of gone under the radar as far as some of the success that they've had this year. Because when we talk about, like, even in our roundtables and our blogs, we're talking about literally everybody but them. Why do you think that is? Why do you think they've kind of gone under the radar this year? Uh, I just think because they're not doing it with a lot of flash. Mm. Um, there has been a couple of games where Cam goes Cam. But overall, they're they're winning it by playing solid offense, uh, not creating too many turnovers on their offensive side of the ball. And then the defense has been playing well and, and shutting guys out, uh, mainly, you know, making teams one-dimensional by forcing them to pass the football. Mm-hmm. They're not the greatest um, at stopping the pass, but, you know, when it's time and it's crunch time, that third, late third, early fourth quarter, uh, Cam turns it on, that defense turns it on, and they get the job done. So it's kind of like that uh, lunch pail mentality, which isn't a lot of flash. So it doesn't get talked about very much. Right. Let's talk about before we kind of go into our predictions as far as who's going to do what. I kind of want to just touch on who are the biggest losers this year. (laughs) The Cleveland Browns, which, you know, the Cleveland Browns tend to let down every year. But this year, you know, they're 0-15 right now, more than likely going to be 0-16. Uh, what, aside from a complete overhaul, do they need to do next year to kind of at least be a contender? Maybe even go eight and eight. And I think Browns fans would probably be happy with eight and eight at this point. What do they need to do? Absolutely. You know, I I say it's not the overhaul. I think the overhauling has been the problem. Um, Mm -hmm. When you look at uh, a team, a franchise that uh, for over a 20 year span has basically done a lot of neglect um, and made some bad decisions as far as drafting goes, uh, maybe even getting some guys late in their prime that are, that are you know, coming on the downswing. Um, that affects a franchise, and it doesn't just affect them for a year or two. It affects them for two, three, four years down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you do that repeatedly. Now you're, you have years and years of neglect that you have to compensate for. And I think they have the right person – uh, at coach. Um, I like Hugh Jackson a lot. I don't think they have a solid quarterback. Um, I, I don't think he's that top tier guy and he really didn't need to start right now. But when you look at the pieces on their offense, uh, if they can run the ball effectively and in a couple games, if they don't turn the ball over, uh, they were actually leading in those games. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think they need a few pieces on defense and uh, they just need a few uh, pieces, extra pieces on offense that can be consistent, mainly at tight end maybe slot wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And I think this team can actually start to win some football games. Uh, I don't think it's all Hugh Jackson's fault or why this, this uh, particular team hasn't done it well, mm-hmm. but you know, you don't get awards for being close in games and being in there close, right. but they've been in a lot of games this year. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately they've come out on the wrong <laughs> end of that stick. Right. So uh, hopefully uh, if they can keep the coaching staff, maybe a few changes internally, as far as the coaching staff, but I think the head coach has to stay. And uh, if you want to have some kind of consistency and start to build in a forward direction, too much change uh, causes this right here. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're trying to fix what's been neglected for a long, long time. So you think abandoned now, I mean, obviously they have good reason to abandon um, their quarterback. He's three, he's only thrown for nine intercept or nine touchdowns this year, but 19 interceptions. That's 
quite a drastic difference Absolutely. there. But do you think that he has any potential? Because I just don't feel like he was ready. I feel like he should have been sitting behind a great starter for a couple of years. Um, so I don't really feel like he was Absolutely. ready. Do you think that he has potential to maybe – it's difficult when you come out as a rookie and you're a starter, like, and you don't have that time to – someone to mentor you. So do you think he's kind of – they've kind of set his destiny now because he hasn't had that opportunity? I don't think so. Uh, one thing's good about what he's gone through this season. He has thrown a lot of interceptions, but unlike uh, a lot of quarterbacks who come out and are on a bad football team, they take a lot of hits. Mm. Um, and I don't see him being a, a quarterback that's going to be a shell shock quarterback because he hasn't taken a lot of hits uh, mm. over the season. Um, he's made some really bad decisions, but like you said, I, I just think it's he wasn't ready. He's a very young quarterback. He has some of the intangibles. He just wasn't ready to start right then. I really thought that, um, and I think that they were banking on, which I, I, I don't know if they were really banking on him to start, but um, they were hoping to get someone that could be a transition quarterback right. when they had Osweiler and hope someone would bite on that. Well, after seeing what they saw, which you should have saw that when he was in Denver, right. um, after only playing seven games, right. um, you know, that, that they, they didn't, no one was going to bite on that. They didn't get the, the quarterback that they needed, that stopgap quarterback to kind of groom uh, him. And mm -hmm. uh, this is what you got. So, I, like I said, I don't think it's, I don't think it's smart for the Browns to get rid of a coach that is really done a whole lot with very little. Right. And uh, now you get Josh Gordon back. Hopefully he stays clean. Hopefully. He get another year under the belt. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, we get another year on the belt for uh, Kaiser, and I think he he has great potential. Mm -hmm. Just has to learn to not make those mistakes, those idiotic mistakes that were like even the the couch potato knows not right. for that bad. Exactly. So, uh, exactly. That that's that's the things they have to clean up, and I think Hugh Jackson is a an excellent guy, and he can do that. So next on my list of the Colts, I'm really kind of saddened by the the demise of the coach the <laughs> the Colts right now because you know they're thirtieth in total defense and um, 31st, almost second to last in offense. And that's just not typically, I'm not saying that they've always had this like amazing season, but you know, middle road is usually about as bad as they get. So this is kind of off putting for me. How do you, what do you think the Colts need to do? It is. Um, first and foremost, let's get their quarterback healthy. Mm. I thought they did the right thing by not rushing him out there. If he wasn't ready. I mean, he is your franchise. If, if he can come back and play, then let's get him healthy and, and be ready to play when he's ready. Mm -hmm. um, I, I thought uh, Kobe Brissett did an excellent job with what he had. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't have those uh, other than T.Y. Hilton. They don't have anybody that really scares anybody outside of T.Y. Right. Uh, tight end is not consistent enough. Uh, Frank Gore is Frank Gore. He's consistent, but they still need another back um, that it has that ability to make that one cut and make someone miss um, and develop a consistent running game, which they haven't been able to do. And, of course, you talked about the defense being in the 30s. You know, you can't win football games, and they score points offensively. So right. you can't win football games expecting your offense. you got to get some stops somewhere, Absolutely. and they weren't able to do that. Yeah. And that's really what their demise. So I, I'd say they have to develop some way, somehow. They have to get that front seven better. It's all predicated on pressure. And now they, you know, they have been hit with that injury bug as well because they have 16 players on injured <laughs> yeah. reserve and 12 of them are starters. Yes. So 
I I don't know what superstition I'm going to throw out their way because their name is okay. So I don't know. Y'all need to <laughs> figure something out. But um, the other one for me, obviously being from Denver, is um, the the Broncos. Now here's why this is a whole thing for me because when you know football season started, I, as you know, I'm a diehard Peyton Manning fan. He's probably going to forever be my favorite quarterback. Um, but to hear commentators, fans, people in the locker room say that Trevor Simeon had Peyton-like qualities to me was blasphemous. I was like, how dare you say that? Um, But then you fast forward, and now we've had a season where Trevor Simeon's been the guy, Brock Osweiler's been the guy, Paxton Lynch has been the guy. So what is going on? And this to me is a coaching problem. This to me is you obviously need some consistency. You can't they can't all be the guy at some point through the season, but they have, this is a coaching problem to me, but what do you think is, is going on in Denver and where should they start to kind of get on track for next season? Yeah, you know, they, the sad part about that is that's a wasted defense. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know that or not, but they are number two yeah. in overall yards allowed in a game. Mm-hmm. Number, number two in the league. Yeah. Number four and, and in they're, stopping they're, the run. So this, I mean, obviously they're doing yeah, what they're supposed yeah. to do defensively. Wasted. Right. They have to get a quarterback. And I, I, I put this out there. Um, if the Redskins do not uh, secure Kirk Cousins, that is a landing spot for Kirk. Along, uh, That is a landing spot that, that um, he would be willing to go to. Right. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people think that he's going to go for the money. But this guy wants to be a part of a winning program, and I don't know if anyone had an opportunity to watch his uh, after-practice press conference. I believe it was yesterday. Mm. He made mention of he wants to be a part of a winning program and wants to, you know, predicate winning. And and, and not saying that Washington isn't trying to do that, but if they don't secure him, Denver – I mean, if he goes there, that, that's your that's your answer right there. Right. And you add a couple pieces in the draft. Mm-hmm. They have to fix the offensive line, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has to be fixed. Some, some way, shape, or form. I don't care who's back there. They didn't have a whole lot of time. You look in that Washington game uh, when they played uh, Washington at home. Uh, Osweiler didn't have a whole lot of time, although he was while he's running to the sideline yelling at his teammates – he was horrible and made terrible decisions. Right. But at the same time, he didn't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. He, he was being a bum rush back there. And all three of those quarterbacks have been bum rushed throughout the season. And that's why they were in that rotation because guys are getting hurt. Right. So they have to fix the line. And then you have to find a quarterback that can, you don't have to, they don't have to be great. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Your defense, that defense is so good. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. You have to have a guy that's just not going to make the big mistake and hand the ball to the opponent and give them good field position and extra points. Well, I mean, Peyton Manning proved that. Peyton Manning was definitely at the end of his career, and he wasn't performing <laughs> well. He yes. just didn't do anything to make them lose. So, obviously, exactly. that's the case. But, I mean, offensively speaking, Broncos are down at the bottom half right now as well. They're 22nd in total offense. So, yes. It's it's not a good look. I do want to mention uh, one real quick, just because it's a, another NFC East team. I just want to get your take on the one game benching of Eli Manning. I haven't had a chance to talk to anyone about that. I was actually I thought it was handled wrong. I don't think you bench Eli in that fashion. However, if it's broke, you fix it, kind of thing. You know what I mean? And I didn't object. Oh, yeah. I didn't object to him benching Eli, I objected to how it was done. 
where, where did you find saying, it? I, I objected to all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I objected to all of it. The, the handling of it was terrible. It goes back to this for me. Mm-hmm. How can a coach and a GM who know that your offensive line was putrid last year, okay. Eli was beyond whipped mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. as far as sacks go. You don't improve that. You bring the same like five jabronis back and mm. you expect to have better results. And then you want to know why he's getting sacked and why he's making bad plays because he's trying to get rid of the football because he's getting killed. Okay. You're not protecting your quarterback. And then you want to blame him at the end of the day? You're going to bitch him? Oh, yeah, because Geno Smith is going to do so much better. Well, oh, see, oh, uh, right. I, I, that's I get why that. he's Give me a break. But Gino is, is, is and wow. again, like, even though I'm not condoning it, because if I was a coach, I never would have benched Eli because of the reasons you just said. However, if I didn't fix what was wrong and give Eli a shotting, a fighting chance, maybe I'll give the guy that I think can run a little better, you know, can scramble a little better. And that's the only logic that I, I can think, see your point there. You know what I mean? That that's the right. only logic that I feel he didn't verbalize in any press conference, but th- that had to be his thing. No. <laughs> and then the, the whole year you're bashing your quarterback uh, uh, about the, the, the decisions made as it's all as if it's all on him offensively. Right. I mean, he's without his best one of the best wide receivers in the in the game right now right. as far as big game big. Big play ability. Mm-hmm. Um, he's missing his, his uh, number two wide receiver. And we got a bunch of guys that we don't even know. And he hasn't had any time with. Right. And, and you you expect him to make, you know, basically, you, you want, you want like, a pristine alcoholic beverage with <laughs> garbage. I mean, it's True. just not going to happen here. True. Okay, so let's see what we've got as far as in the hunt right now. Um Chargers, Bills, and Seahawks are the only three teams in the hunt. What do you think their chances are of actually solidifying a spot in the playoffs this season? I'm going to tell you, uh, if I have to go with any of those, I I like the Chargers' chances. Mm -hmm. Um, They're playing Oakland, uh, 425 uh, in Oakland. Um, now, you know, they, they can, if they win, they're going to need that Tennessee loss, of course, or, right. or tie, and then they're going to need Buffalo to lose. But I like their chances. They've been a team that's been on the, been on a roll. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been hot, mm-hmm. uh, offensively, defensively. They played very well and Oakland is just scrambling right now. Uh, really looking a shell of themselves. What we would have thought they would have been from last season with Carr coming back. Right. Um, you know, Buffalo playing Miami is one of those games that could go either way. Mm-hmm. But I really like Miami in that game um, as well. And, uh, you know, with, with the Titans, I mean, they're playing Jacksonville. And Jacksonville has said they're not, they're not playing any of their stars. They're preparing for the playoffs. Right. So it's kind of going to be an easy streak for them. You can pretty much guarantee that they're going to win that game unless they find a way to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Right. Because Jackson was pretty much handing it to them. Right. Um, so you're going with the Chargers have the best chance out of out of those three? Yes. Okay. And Absolutely. Then, so I think the Chargers do. And now we have the Ravens, Falcons, and Titans who their spot could be taken at any point. So but we, yes. we, we just feel like that that's probably just going to be the Ravens. That might fall. That's how I kind of think. It would, it would have to be the Ravens. Mm-hmm. But the Ravens, again, have another team that is not playing well. Uh, you know, 
Marvin Lewis will be leaving at the end of this season, mm-hmm. uh, and and they're they have been hot as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they just pretty much have to win and get in. I think the Ravens can win, right. uh, especially with it being Cincinnati. Um, but it, it, outside of Baltimore, um, I think the Chargers have the next best chance. They're just they're a hot team right now, mm-hmm. and if some things can go their way, uh, which some of the odds are stacked against them, they they could find their way in. Right. Uh, to that, 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 you know, wild card scenario. So obviously we're going to kind of, once the, everything is solidified, we'll revisit, but based on, you know, who you see right now having a shot at, to get through the playoffs, can we make some premature Super Bowl predictions? Oh yeah. yeah, <laughs> said, oh, yeah I'm um, ready. I'm ready. I, I, I really, uh, as a Super Bowl pick in the AFC, I, I really want to go with Pittsburgh, but mm-hmm. it's hard to pick against New England um, with all the things that they have done. Uh, you know, with with we thought that the defense wasn't great, and Belichick finds a couple guys, and they they find a way to manage. Uh, they mm-hmm. had Grunk, they were with Grunk, without Grunk, they've mm-hmm. had all these shufflings, and they still find a way to get it done. Um, now the only the only thing is is that uh, Pittsburgh has that get back from the no catch catch game yes. uh, that they like to get. But I'm going to go with New England and the AFC, um, and I'm actually going to go with uh, I think the Carolina Panthers are the scariest team that mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to face. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually going to go with the New Orleans Saints. Mm. I, I really like the Saints' chances. Um, if you ha- if you look at this football team, they kind of have a, a, that. Um, reminiscent of their Super Bowl year uh, that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they really look like that defensively. Uh, they're not flashy and they don't do what Denver does. And they're not scary, but they get the job done. And offensively, they get on top of you and they end up forcing you to go to a one-dimensional defense offense and be a passing offense. And then that plays right into their defense's hands. And I'm sorry, if, if they have an opportunity to have a uh, games at the dome, uh, you don't want to go there. Right. So uh, I'm, I really like New Orleans' chances, and I think it. I think it could be New Orleans and uh, the, the Patriots. Mm. In the Super Bowl. I, you know, those are my picks. I, I'm not quite ready to pick yet for a couple of reasons. Number one, I, I just can't stand New England. Um, so it would be an emotional. <laughs> I can't it, would just, it would be an emotional <laughs> pick for me. So I do think that this would um, kind of solidify Belichick's legacy if he goes again, because he kind of, you know, the the issues that he's slightly having with with Kraft right now, and and no one expected right. that to happen. So I think he would solidify like, no, New England is New England because of me kind of situation. Um, right. I don't want Pittsburgh to go because of the Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. So, and I don't want Pittsburgh to go because then that'll give them, you know, they already have one more ring than us now. Two more than Cowboys is just going to be problematic for me. So I just don't, I don't yeah. know which one yeah. I would want to never get into that. Yeah, never, never. Um, for me, it's all about the Panthers though. Like I am, that is who I'm, my heart is with. Obviously, I'm a Cam Newton fan, despite of his wavering consistency sometimes, but he's still my boy. Um, right. So ultimately, I guess if I had to pick the lesser of two evils for the, you know, I would I would probably go with the Panthers for sure. And I would probably go, I know this is going to piss off everyone in Cowboy Nation, but just, I would have to go with the Steelers just because, you know, I just really hate New England that that much. 
That's bad. I, I do too. I, <laughs> they're, they're, they're involved in too much cheating. Too they're much. Involved in too much cheating. They get away and with everything. Fire, so. Yes. And if, you know, exactly. they get it, they, they always, the, the game against, um, you know, like you said, the, the Falcons last year, that wasn't a touchdown. And then now they have this probably wasn't a real catch thing going. Like every year it's something. And I just, yep. we're teaching our kids that cheaters can prosper and I don't like it. I'm going to have to go with Pittsburgh. Exactly. I don't <laughs> like it either. I do not like it. So tell everybody where they can find you. <laughs> well, you can always uh, find my work at the redskinwire.usatoday.com. Uh, um, and hopefully here soon we'll be back uh, on the podcast and, and doing a little something there. Uh, but right now that's that's where you can find all of my written work there. And uh, if you're a Redskins fan, it's an excellent site. And if you're just a, a fan that, that likes keeping up with the teams in, the, in your division, uh, you know, I know Dallas fans like to keep up with, with what's going on in Washington mm-hmm. uh, at times and that's a great spot. You're going to get a lot of truth. Uh, there's a lot of our guys that are in the locker room every day, uh, plugging away, getting truthful information, no propaganda here. So, um, nice. yeah, you can find all of that good stuff there. Fantastic. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, I'm going to see you on the other side of these playoffs. Um, I knew that the Cowboys weren't going to get in no. from, from the beginning of the, you know, but. Uh, See, here's the thing, and I don't want to say I told you so, but here's the thing, and I'm going to take my moment on my petty horse to say I told you so. When this whole thing happened with (laughs) Zeke, (laughs) when this whole thing happened with Zeke, I had said he needs to take the suspension now. Get these six games out the way, so then that way, whatever happens when he hits the ground, literally running, will have a shot. If you take it at the end, when all hell is broke loose at the beginning, you know, you, you know what I mean. Like you got to take it at exactly. the, you got to get it over with now. Come in where we still have a shot. You don't prolong this situation. Right. And I get what everybody was saying. You know, everyone in Cowboy Nation was like, "Why would he take the suspension if he didn't do it?" And and there's no evidence. And even and I'm with you. Even the NFL's report, their analysis, their investigation into it, it should have cleared him. It shouldn't have been a problem. But the second you knew it was going to be a problem, it was terrible. And the second you knew it was going to be a problem, you got to start thinking about your season and take the hit now so you have a fighting chance later. That's not what we did, and we shot ourselves in the foot. So I told you this was going to happen. I'm glad you brought this up. I'm Mm -hmm. glad you brought this up because I had said this when he got suspended. I just want to know who was advising the Cowboys. I understand standing up for you, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we received uh, we received the the letter that was sent to him. It was bogus. Why? Mm-hmm. You know, only other thing I could say that this guy's getting suspended for is because he was caught in several other incidents. Right. Fine, but not six games though. Okay. Right. right. Now, now, who is advising the Cowboys on what they should be doing? And, and if you know you're going to take this L, take the L at the beginning of the season. I mean, you, if he's there at the end of this season, they have the potential to be the second team in, yes. in, in the NFC East and possibly, possibly be able to contend for yes. the division title. This is what I'm saying. Because this they lost a lot of games without him. Exactly. And, and, and that, that showed up last week, unfortunately. It really did. 
It showed up. You can't just come off the bench after six games, no mm-hmm. matter how athletic you are, and expect to get hit the ground running like you were six games before you got put out. It exactly. was very disappointing. And, you know, I'm, I'm a realist first as much as I, I'm from Washington, D.C. You know my feelings on the Cowboys, but <laughs> I'm sorry. That was the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen happen to a franchise and to a young man. That is insane. And we have other people in this league that have done 10 times worse. Oh, yes. It's been covered over, covered over, mm-hmm. and nothing has been done, not even the slap on the wrist. Exactly. Do I need to mention Josh Brown mm-hmm. of the meddling New York Giants mm-hmm. and that front office organization who's trying to get everyone else in trouble, yeah. and they're keeping and harboring trouble on their own team. Right. The, the Eli Manning thing. It went right under the rug. We yes. haven't heard anything about that. Nothing. Anymore. FBI investigation, and then gone. Nothing. See, so what's going on here? And this I, is, I, I was very frustrated with that. Yes. And I think the NFL kind of showed their hand as, as far as who they are as an organization. And I think we should all be frustrated. And so, like I said, I get it. I understand standing up for your rights and knowing that you're innocent and wanting yes. to pursue that. But at the same time, I'm like you. I'm a realist. You have to take a step back. And you know yeah. the devil you're dealing with. And you know there's no win in this for you. Right. So now you have to think about the season. And I appreciate Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate Jerry Joe standing up for his player and saying, OK, you want to tackle this. We, we're going to support you in this. But in the same token, who is advising you, Jerry? Right. Who's advising you? If you're going to lose anyway, don't destroy your season and it make mm-hmm. make Jason Garrett, who Cowboys fans half hate this guy because of the miscues. Oh, and it's the more than epic half. <laughs> falling on your face at the end, end of the season. Right. You could have avoided this, okay? Now exactly. people want to get rid of Jason Garrett mm-hmm. because of this nonsense, mm-hmm. and it has something to do, and it's tied to Zeke not being there. It's unfortunate, yep. but it is what it is. It is. But Jerry, who's advising you? That's yeah. all I'm, I, I was interested in. I'm glad you mentioned that, though. Yes. I, I really did, because that that was a burner for me this season me out too. of a lot of things. Me too. That was a burner this season. I could, could not swallow that pill me either so we look a cowboy and a redskin are in agreement <laughs> what <laughs> well, hey, i'm yeah. a realist first me too me too <laughs> and you know i had cowboy fans mad at me about saying this they were like how can you you know especially because everyone knows how you know pro-black and how active i am they're like how are you gonna say that a black man Absolutely. should take his punishment when he didn't do it i'm like i'm Am I the am I the only one in the room who's watched football since a kid? Do you not know who you're up against? He's going to get suspended regardless. Exactly. And yeah, I let's right. let's not give Jerry too much credit on this. Jerry did it because Jerry is Jerry and he thinks he has the last say. He is the same owner yep. that that didn't think that Michael Irvin should ever be punished for his cocaine habit. So let's not Let's not yeah. let's not <laughs> let's not give Jerry too much credit on being this saint among That's men. True. I, I love me so much, Lurvin. Uh, yeah, but yeah. let's let's just remember who we are dealing with here. Jerry thinks that if he says exactly. it, it should come to fruition, and that's what that was about. It it was about his beef with Roger Godell and him wanting to prove that he could have the winning say, and it ended up costing the Cowboys the season, and that's disappointing. <laughs> Thank you.